This is The Difference, a podcast for nonprofit fundraising in a for-profit world, presented by Convergent Nonprofit Solutions, a leader in nonprofit fundraising. Convergence professionals can help your nonprofit secure sustainable funding now and for the future. We're pleased today to have as our guest David Thornell. He is an expert in economic development in communities, uh, large and small, because he has a designation of certified economic community developer that he's held since 1990. He has the status of uh, CECD Emeritus from the International Economic Development Council, and he's recognized by the Southern Economic Development Council with its honorary lifetime membership award. Thank you, Jay, for having me. And I I was, uh, I guess, inspired by these um, recommendations that people say that you should record all of your, you know, your grandparents, all of the elders that you may not and will not have have around forever that you need to uh, to get sort of a video autobiography to them telling of life experiences. I've been retired actually for about two years and began to think about all of the things that I had been able to do and learn and thought that I would share it in this book called Small Town Solutions because most of my career has been in smaller town rural environments. So just hope that this book will be sort of a drink of water for those small communities that have an unquenchable thirst for you know, help and hope to what do we do and and then what do we do next? Well, we can't do the entire book's full justice during the course of a podcast, but we can do a summary and some of the thoughts that you have about how small towns uh, do development work and how do they do it successful. What are some of the first steps? I think it's just to be observant, there's nothing really new under the sun in terms of community and economic development. There are new ways of doing old things. The profession is constantly evolving. We were all working for industrial development agencies years ago, and then they became uh, economic development agencies, which is broader based, which I absolutely agree with. You can't be one dimensional just after industry for your community. It may not be the right fit, but this book t- or takes you through 16 things. It begins with uh, vision and then leadership, but also things like infrastructure and the product, which is your property, sites or buildings. The companies have to have a place to land. And then, of course, there's uh, just about the the people aspects, which now is so important because the labor force is the driver for a community's growth and its attractiveness to new businesses is does the labor force fit uh, my needs. So uh, all of those things in the book, 16 chapters, or it takes, and just explains a little bit about the things that community leaders should be thinking about that should be uh, given attention, not all at once. We can't maybe do everything, but we can do something. Again, it's, I hope, uh, not only a good reminder and pointing out all the things that it takes to grow a community, but also to encourage those leaders to uh, take that first step followed by the second and third. The main thing is just to be observant. As I said, there's nothing new or different being done in other communities or succeeding. And um, you you need to be observant and then take pieces and parts of of the best of what others are doing and incorporating it into your community. I was just reading Southern Living, the latest issue 
uh, has the South's uh, best small towns. I would encourage people to get their hands on that. As they list those small towns, they also have to describe what makes that town special. And I think every town needs to have that same description in mind that they're uh, each of their residents and people that are ambassadors for that community can describe what makes that town special. So it, it's just a matter of developing your story, your sense of place, uh, your priorities, and then getting up every day and working to try to make the community better. Do you think that storytelling is the most effective ways to uh, to communicate this rather than a, a data dump? It's, it's contradictory right now. We really are based in small towns. Our success is often determined by what people see in, in the numbers, all the statistics that are available now online and that uh, consultants do use these data resources to compare communities. But deeper dive that I wish that consultants would take is to really see what makes that, um, you know, each community tick and and then with with that, they see what makes a community different or better than a, a similar town with similar numbers. So, yeah, we are in a data-driven environment right now. It's an easy way then to limit the choices. Say if a company's looking at communities and they can certainly narrow it down through the numbers. But when the choice is made, it's going to be made on what makes that community different or special or just a little bit better in their minds. Uh, than a similar community that then becomes the second place or the third place. You've been in economic development work for over 30 years. What has changed over the last three or four decades in terms of the challenges that small towns and rural communities face? Well, rural communities uh, really had a tough time being known at all. They were just be places that you had passed through on the way to places that maybe you had, had heard about. You know, I've heard of it maybe, or, or most likely never. And uh, now with the fact that each community can promote themselves worldwide on the Internet is such a big plus. And to provide that in introduction uh, to themselves with um, photos and videos and, and the words and the data that you mentioned earlier uh, that are also important, that's been the biggest change in that these uh, – Smaller communities can then pitch themselves as contenders through the um, through the World Wide Web that people can recognize. Even the communities surrounding larger communities each have their own personality. It's been important, just I think, in technology that small communities can get the word out. It strikes me that, uh, and that's a good point, that these smaller communities may not have the resources to do that type of stellar communications that needed that's needed to get folks attention or are you seeing small communities overcome that uh, one thing we haven't mentioned is regionalism when that you can combine the efforts of several small towns or you know multiple counties and that each the communities whether small or large have a place at the table if it's a matter of finding prospects to follow up with or if it's um, just to be able to go sharing the cost with, uh, you know, to go out and about to seek prospective um, businesses, to uh, search for uh, ways to increase tourism, to increase entrepreneurism, to so many things that can be done together uh, with shared cost. I guess then the 
making your money go further would be to go through a regional effort. One of the things that strikes me is, as as we talk about small towns, I think about the book uh, written by Thornton Wilder, Our Town, which is kind of a satire on life uh, in the small towns. You live in a small town right now. What makes a small town a good place to live? Well, and it is so important now that mayors and economic developers in small towns recognize that a place, you know, how they rate as a place to live is going to be how they rate uh, overall in uh, in their growth strategy. People are making these decisions based on the data, based on a lot of these um, infrastructure or whether it's a building that was just right, whether the, you know, the customer suppliers are within close proximity so all of those things come into play, but also you've got managers and you've got owners of businesses that are going to be visiting that business that want uh, a nice place that they're um, going to enjoy, you know, spending time in. So many communities now are trying to attract the labor first and knowing that the businesses will follow because the right labor force is there. But as far as a, a place to to live, I think that it it does to have, have to be a well-rounded community, places both in the daytime for the services and products that you need and and also a, a, to have a nightlife, to have a, you know, a scene of some sort that we mentioned, whether it's a food scene, an art scene, a music scene, uh, to build on, again, that story that when people talk about that town, they're talking in specific terms about something that attracted them there and that they feel good about and they'll tell others and then they'll also go back and visit. David, let's say that I'm a manufacturer and I'm considering a small town to relocate. What's the most effective way to work with me? The thing today is that you have everybody wants something fast. And and fortunately, that's possible now in smaller towns because we're all on equal footing if there's good broadband service in a smaller community. If you find that fast broadband, then you're going to be able to communicate with anyone in the world, especially, you know, with your home base and uh, download, upload speeds for all of the information that would be shared, but also with these um, suppliers and customers, the uh, delivery services are also designed to run fast and and uh, run the roads wherever those roads may take them, small or large cities. But the other thing is that smaller communities have been for years becoming more competitive in terms of sites and buildings and just the basics, infrastructure you know, roadways, airports, sometimes water ports. Smaller communities often surprise you with what they have to offer there. But I think the biggest thing that small communities offer is that outsized welcome that bigger companies get. Uh, They're suddenly front page and they're going to get the royal treatment as they enter a community just because they are bringing good jobs and investment and that's welcomed uh, at a higher degree than in a larger city where it just sort of blends in with other things that are going on each day. So I think it's just a plus that they would be aware of the welcome, aware of the clout that they're instantly going to have in terms of getting things done, they're getting their needs fulfilled and, and requests honored, and then also that they're going to pull in a larger labor force and they're recognized by the numbers because good jobs bring in good people. And uh, we had a had a company in our uh, small community of ours that's only 2,200 people, but it attracted 
attracted people from 12 counties. Uh, that was a 3M plant. So 3M, of course, brought its reputation to that community to, uh, to bring in good people. But same thing happens just uh, on a day-to-day basis in smaller communities where that the, the labor force appears and it's, um, it's their choice whether they want to live in that community or whether they want to commute. Well, tell our listeners how they can find your book, Small Town Solutions, an Economic Development Guide for Small Communities with Big Dreams. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. Uh, you can go to Amazon.com and just search by my name, David Thornell, or you can search by uh, Small Town Solutions. I do have a website, smalltownsolutions.org. The homepage of that site, you can see a link there to go to the book. We'd hope that uh, those that are new to economic development and, and leadership in small communities, whether appointed or elected, would find this as, a, as just a good primer for the things that are important to make a community grow and help them in making the decisions for that community. And it's also a good reminder for folks who have been in the business for a long, long time. Well, thank you, David, for being our guest today on The Difference. For resources to assist with your economic development efforts, go to convergentnonprofit.com. Click on the Resources tab on our homepage. I'm Jay Worth. Thanks for listening.